Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner, folks. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Uh, this week we are talking, oh man, I, this week. This. <laughs> so it wound up uh, kind of going the opposite of what I had originally intended um, for this week, but like. We went a little haywire. Yeah, like trying to trying to be like slightly thematically relevant to the time when it comes out. Like last week, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, last week it was the election. So. Yeah. You do uh, Black Sheep, which has the whole election plot line to it. So right. I was like, all right. And so this week, it's like, all right, this week, it's Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. So you got a lot of ways you can go. Yeah. So you can go. I mean, if we're sticking by the whole, like, at least one of us has to have not seen it. Right. Um, We could have gone uh, Zero Dark Thirty because I hadn't seen it right. and you have. Or we could have done, like, Hurt Locker. I've seen you have not. Right. Um. You know, that's just so fucking heavy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like as great as, I mean, uh, that I can attest as the Hurt Locker <laughs> is and as great as you say that yeah. Zero Dark Thirty is. It's like, okay, that, that's wonderful, but that's a bit dour. Yeah. You know? So you got to go a little more lighthearted mm-hmm. with it. And there are other ones that we could have watched. <laughs> like, I'll, I'm not trying to make excuses for why this one was chosen. <laughs> uh, but it, it really, it, it hit that uh that sweet spot that black sheep did where it was like mid 90s movie that was on like you know mtv or or other like Mm -hmm. channels like that all the time you know super Mm -hmm. cheap syndication whatever so they can just put it on in the middle of the day yeah you know and not care so it's something that like you know hanging out all summer as a kid and being like oh what's what's on tv oh it's in the army now with paulie shore (laughs) And Andy Dick. And Andy Dick. What a charming oh. duo. Like, I, it it really hit me when, when it started where it was just like, you know, I, I have these vaguely positive memories mm-hmm. of the movie. Not in a sense where it was like, I was a gigantic weasel fan. Yeah. I was all about the weasel and wheezing the Nas and whatever the fuck it is he says. Um, I really wasn't. It was just like a, a relatively like lighthearted goofy comedy Mm -hmm. that was just always on yeah so it was like all right so eventually it just sort of became like a comfort thing of like yeah sit and watch that movie and i will admit i i feel like i feel like if we do a movie that is like just unanimously horrible right that we should point out any good things like any little silver lining bits Mm -hmm. maybe we can like keep it for the end after we talk about all the horribleness (laughs) we can we can (laughs) lay down like oh there's a couple of things but yeah, in in the army now. Wh- okay, what um what is your like familiarity with Holly Shore? Biodome. Biodome, and that's it. As far as I can recall, yes. Okay, this was dead center of his movie career. Okay. Was like he was in Encino Man with Sean Astin and Brendan Fraser. Okay, uh, where Brendan Fraser is a caveman that they find in the backyard. We should probably watch that one. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, but he was sort of like the third character. Mm-hmm. It was like John Aston, Brendan Fraser, and then Paulie Shore was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he did a movie called Son-in-Law where he was like the main guy and he's like goofy, weasel, city kid going to a farm mm-hmm. like with a girl that he knows from college. Like she goes back home for the holidays or some shit. Um, and he's just being the weasel again and all that. Right. And then... This movie tanked it for him. Not that those movies were like particularly huge. Right. But this one, it, like it, they, his agents warned him, like when they cut off your hair, like 20 minutes into the movie, you lose like 
90% of what your character is with the like goofy ass long hair that he always had. Yeah. And I find it so funny because like as soon as it happened, like when they shave his head, they turn him around, you see him. And I was like, he's like 10% more likable now. Oh, yeah. Immediate just by getting rid of the hair. Yeah. Like and, and having him just look like a normal human being. Because <laughs> in those opening scenes when he, when they're at the video store and they're working and stuff like he just he, he looks like he smells. I <laughs> one of my notes, my first note is I instantly hate bones. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Characters are horrible and misogynistic immediately. Yeah. That was my first note. To anyone who hasn't had the misfortune of seeing this, <laughs> the the whole plot of the movie is that Paulie Shore and Andy Dick, the worst combo Seriously? like comedy duo you could you could get and most annoying yeah just like, like uh, from both of them neither of them can be like the rational normal guy <laughs> they're both yeah. horrible uh but they get fired from their video store job where they're terrible salesmen um and they decide to join the army reserves to make money thinking they'll never get called up to action right and then they get called into action yeah. essentially they go for water purification, thinking, how yeah. hard is it? Yeah, and, and they then... get called to Libya <laughs> or Chad. Chad. They, they go yes. to Chad because the Libyans are attacking. And that whole that whole yeah. thing, the, the, putting Pauly Shore in the Middle East is the worst idea. <laughs> it's really bad. Later in the movie, it gets really bad mm -hmm. right towards the end. It's not horribly racist at first, and then it slowly just becomes like, oh, my God. Uh, but yeah. it... it it runs the gamut, though. Like, racist isn't all it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's also it's, in extremely misogynistic. I mean, that was already mentioned, right? You know, immediately you, you oh, yeah, see yeah, that that's yeah. what their characters are. Yeah, they're they're horrible. They're slimy. They're they're just they're just the fucking worst. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I don't get it. Like, as a kid, obviously, he's just making silly noises, mm -hmm. so you laugh at it. Whatever. I'm not even gonna like try to explain why it's yeah. why it's applicable to kids because kids are fucking stupid yeah but i just literally can't imagine this guy having a fan base for this character yeah like this weasel character like it just it's it's so repellent it is like it's like it's <laughs> trying to make you not watch the movie you know what i mean like you're just like oh okay after his first couple of lines of dialogue you're like i don't want to see this guy ever again yeah. and this is the lead he's going to be in every scene yeah he is not a person that i would ever want to hang out around mm -mm. at all like not even like oh he's that guy he sometimes comes by he's okay in small doses it would be like if that guy's coming i'm not going yeah like i'm out yeah he is he's just the worst i do have a neutral note about <laughs> not about good the movie. nor bad or, yes just a just a Huh. Just an observation. Yes. Uh, the guy that plays the recruiting officer uh -huh. is the dad of Conrad on uh, The Resident, which is one of my <laughs> hospital shows. Nice. Yeah. That's funny. Did you recognize? Um... I recognized him immediately. <laughs> it took me freaking. It, it took me until like thinking about it after I'd finished watching the movie to realize that the girl that plays Christine uh -huh. is Kit. From a league of their own. Yeah, yeah. Took yeah. me freaking forever. <laughs> Where the Was hell it? do I know Fred from? Fred? Mm -hmm. Oh, he's uh that's David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer, um, well, I mean, he was on In Living Color back in the day, which was awesome, but okay. he is the cop from Jumanji. Yeah. When he comes back yes. and he's yeah, he was the guy who had the idea for like the sneakers or whatever. Yes. Yeah, that's him. Uh yeah. gonna, he deserved yeah. I wrote down a note. I was like, he deserved better. Oh, absolutely. This, like this role in this movie was garbage. 
mm-hmm. but he like he just like he, he did sells his best. it exactly yeah. he sells it as as well as he can yeah like with what he's working with really it's basically it's... just a series of other people staring at Paulie Shore while he does something annoying for upwards of 45 seconds <laughs> like that fucking moment when he meets David Allen Greer with Fred uh mm-hmm. And he talks about like, oh, I'm going to he's going to go into dentistry, but he doesn't like it because people are afraid of the dentist. And uh, and Pauly Shore goes on a 45 second recreation of like what happens at Mm -hmm. the dentist. And then they start shoving those things in your mouth and they're like, (laughs) 45 (laughs) I went back and timed it because I was like, this is absurd how long this is taking. Like I was sitting there watching the movie with my headphones on Mm -hmm. and I think the game was on. So like every (laughs) once in a while I might like peek up at it. And I like peeked up for a good chunk of the of the game, like a good like thirty seconds of like Hawk cycling the zone and stuff. And then I was like, oh, I gotta get back to the movie. And I look back, and he's still going. <laughs> like, uh, 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 and I was like, oh my god, it's how obnoxious! Like, w- at what point are you supposed to like him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no scene that ever like humanizes him until like an hour and fifteen minutes into this hour and a half long movie. I guess let's talk about Christine. Okay. When you're introduced, it's like she's like the sort of like tomboy, tough girl Mm -hmm. who's like, the only reason I'm in water purification is because that crap about women can't serve in the. No, that's the only reason she's in the reserves is because women can't serve like active duty or whatever. And she chose water purification to try to get to Chad because she knew knew that that shit was happening in Chad and that being a desert, they need water. Exactly. Okay. So, I mean, you look at that. Mm-hmm. And that sort of like that, solid character, yeah, and just like foresight, and it just she seems like a smart person. Mm-hmm. And then as the movie goes on, I wrote down uh, where oh man, where did it go? Does Bones attract other stupid people to him, like Jack? And then mm-hmm. it just seems like these these th- these other two, mm-hmm. Fred and Christine, like i don't understand how they get assigned to the same thing like just because they all sat in the front row in the class means that they get stationed together and they get I, sent over together I, I don't understand how that works yeah but i have it, no idea but he just like happened to attract stupid people or does being in bones proximity make people dumber <laughs> i think that might be the more likely scenario Yeah, because she clear like like we said she clearly has yeah. this like foresight of like oh I know what'll get me over there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play the politics of it and figure out a way to get over there and, and get into active duty and all that. And then as the movie continues, she just goes along. Like she mm-hmm. never takes control. Like you sort of assume she should. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're that moment. I mean, they are playing off the whole, like he's the ranking officer technically. So they have to follow his order. There has to be a way. If the leader doesn't want to lead, that mm-hmm. a more competent soldier can like take yeah. command of a group of people. It's not like they literally can't do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you guys disobeyed private bones. Like, yeah. oh no, you're probably gonna get <laughs> fucking court martialed. Like, no. If it gets you out of the desert, nobody's gonna give a shit what the orders were. It just seemed really dumb and I I just kinda hated it that she never like took charge. Yeah. Um she absolutely should have. And then later in the movie. She made me really sad. Oh, <laughs> you know that that when they're when they get captured by the Libyans and they're in that prison, mm, and Paulie mm-hmm. Shore is like digging out the the bar so they can escape. Yeah, and she comes up and talks to him, and they have kind of like a heart to heart. He says something about like you're weird, and she's like, "Yeah, a lot of men call me that." 
And then he says something about her being scary. And she like says it again. Like, yeah, a lot of men call me that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I feel so bad that she's getting sucked in with bones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like she doesn't deserve. You deserve better, yeah, Christine. Oh, my God. And then fucking. OK, Andy fucking dick in this movie. Like if he if he wasn't such a piece of shit in real life. <laughs> I would have assumed it was just like really good acting of a really annoying character. Yeah. Um, but it really just felt like it felt really natural for him to play such a fucking yeah. like skis ball pervert douchebag. Mm -hmm. Like he was. He, he was, didn't have to act. He just yeah. had to say the lines. Yeah. He just had to read the lines like, oh, yeah, I was probably thinking that anyway. Like, oh, he was such a fucking horrible character. And that the, the moment that really killed me, like, OK, so you're getting misogynistic. You're getting. Uh, racist. We'll get to racist a little bit later. Mm -hmm. um, but then you get the that one super nineties uh, transphobic moment too, when mm, he's yes. when when Andy Dick is being horrible and in front of Christine and not even just like in front of her, but like they're sitting in that little like almost semicircle. Mm -hmm. It's like him, then her, then Bones, and he's arguing with Bones like right in front of her about how I saw her first. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, oh, dude, that is what? And he's like, yeah. just like I saw this other person first. And he like mm -hmm. remembers the names, which is really fucking creepy, where he's like, yeah, he remembers all these women that he saw first, but Bones got her. And he's getting all pissed off about it. And then the one line where he says like, and that that one girl who wound up being a guy, I saw that thing first. And yeah. it's just like, oh, my God, movie. Holy yeah. shit. So this is, bad. Oh, man. Like, it. it <laughs> it was one of those things like whenever you hear some jackass talk about like you know this politically correct world is 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 ruining stuff like comedy where you where you can't say things that you know because someone might be offended and it's like those are the kind of jokes they're always talking about yeah those kind of like super shitty jokes it's like it's not even mm -hmm. subjectively shitty it's like you're being a bad person yeah. <laughs> by laughing at these jokes or writing these jokes or you know just having anything to do with it it's just it's bad yeah it was the 90s it was a different time the, the people had a sense of humor then like no they didn't have a voice to tell you how fucked up it was yeah. <laughs> that was the difference <laughs> oh man and then there was another uh oh yeah and then, okay, so we had, what, it was misogynistic, it was racist, mm -hmm. it was transphobic, and super homophobic. Oh, yeah. Um, most proudly demonstrated in that one fucking scene before they go to Chad. Yeah, and where they uh, say that they're special friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, any the guy, the general or the sergeant or whoever tells mm -hmm. them to kiss him to, like, mm -hmm. prove it. And they can't. Yeah. I was like, there's I, I was like, there's literally nothing more 90s Pauly Shore than being unable to kiss another man, your best friend. Yeah. In order to get out of going to war. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even a case of just like, if you do if you kiss me, then uh this shopkeep won't know we, you know, shoplifted something. You know, it's not like a yeah. super low stakes thing where it's like, just do it. And it's like, oh, I don't want to do that's gross. Like just fucking give the candy back. Yeah. In this case, it's like, no, dude, I don't want to kiss you. Let's just fucking go to war. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's like I mean I, I would kiss anyone to not go to yeah. war. It's like you know, you'd think that the problem would be them like faking being gay. You think that would be like the insensitive part of the joke. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I get it. If oh, that yeah. could get you out of it, I would totally do it. Oh, yeah. 100%. So it's like, it's the fact that it's like literally cannot even bring yourself to touch your lips to mm -hmm. another person's lips 
for like three seconds to make mm-hmm. it convincing. Yeah, oh yeah. To not go to war. And apparently that was supposed to be like a, a fucking belly laugh moment in the movie when he's like, is it hot and Chad? Like, get it? He totally gave up because he couldn't possibly kiss yeah. another man. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ movie. <laughs> Awful. I did. I wrote much like Biodome. I would not fault anyone for killing Pauly Shore Agreed. in this movie at, at any point in time. He's literally a nuisance every single place he goes. Mm-hmm. He, he like and, immediately. And the. In real life, the army would never put up with his bullshit. Oh, no. I wrote that. That fucking drill sergeant is way too easy on him. Oh, like, yeah. The movie tries to make it seem like she's really tough on him. Like, oh, he did like a billion push-ups. It's like he literally should have been like chained to a post outside. Yeah. <laughs> like or something. He was fucking horrible. I felt like he broke was- the fourth wall at one point. Yeah, I noticed that too. I forget what the line was, but yeah, yeah he just straight up looked at the camera. <laughs> and I was like, what? My, what? my note was break the fourth wall. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's so weird how like it, it's not the specifics of that movie that I remembered. Mm-hmm. Like when they happened, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was just the general like feel of the whole thing. Like as soon as the music kicked in. That like marching, mm-hmm. you know, military, but also silly 90s movie <laughs> theme, you know, I was just like, oh, holy fuck. Yeah, that's right. This movie. <laughs> and then it just it was all downhill <laughs> from those opening notes. It was just like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, God. Yeah, that's right. All of the rest of the movie. I forgot about that part. <laughs> um, I, What in God's name did Gabriella see in Bones? That, that I, beautiful woman mm-hmm. who like impeccably dressed and clearly like brilliant mm-hmm. compared to him at least. Yeah. <laughs> like there is nothing, I have, nothing there. I have no idea. Like that was one of my notes also. Why is she <laughs> with him? It makes no, like it literally, it's just like when you look at comedy in general over the years, you know, especially like sitcom comedy, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's always the, like the schlub who gets with, Someone who's like way hotter than him. Right. Like pretty much top to bottom. Yeah. Um, one could argue that <laughs> uh Jason Siegel and uh what's her name? Um Elizabeth forgetting Banks? Sarah Marshall. No. Uh Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, yeah. For in that movie, one yes. could say that like she is out of his league. He's not an ugly guy, yeah, but she's Kristen Bell. Yeah. So it's like you could almost say that she's out of his league, but it's not it doesn't seem ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because he has a personality and he has a character and there's like a connection um, in some way. But in this movie, it's just like she's insanely out of his league. Mm -hmm. And also he's horrible all the time. Yeah. (laughs) And there's nothing in there that like. He must have a like 12 inch dick. I I mean, we there's a scene in the in his underwear and it doesn't seem like it. This is true. But (laughs) there's a scene of him in his underwear. Like that's all you have to say to be like, don't ever watch this movie. Yeah. Um, I love that they get captured by Libyans. Uh And for no reason, they are brought in front of like the president of Libya. Whoever that dude was in that yeah, office, I, I don't. I have no clue. Like, I guess he was just the, in charge of that base. Yeah, the ranking officer yeah, on base. But I, he seemed like he was just dressed in like a suit. Like he wasn't like a general. So it was mm-hmm. like, are you are you literally the president? Like, <laughs> why are they, why were why were they brought in front of you? And then he tells them the chemical weapon plan. Yeah. Why? <laughs> and it's like this movie is so fucking lazy that it can't think of 
any other way for them to get the information other than to literally just pull them into a room and be like, <laughs> tell them the plan now. This is the time in the movie when they learn the plan. So just tell it to them mm-hmm. so we can get on with it. Uh, <laughs> it was just so. And then also like that whole thing. It's like they get captured by Libyans and they learn about the plan. Mm-hmm. You'd think that would be something that would happen in the first hour of the movie. You would be wrong. Like this finally comes into play like an hour and five minutes into the movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, now they're captured by Libyans and they have to defeat the missile or they, they got to blow up the missile. And it's like it took that long to get to like there being something that someone needs to do. <laughs> you know, the whole rest of it is just like, what are they doing now? Like um, drills again. I don't know. More yeah. push ups. There's a cafeteria fight scene. The classic cafeteria oh, fight yeah. scene. And I, hey, I, hey, it's an army base. It's a mess hall. Okay. All right. It's, but like, he, I, okay, did you catch like that there were people like yelling stuff while he was giving that speech? Mm-hmm. Could you make out what any of them were saying? Because, uh, like, he gets up in front of this entire mess hall and starts giving this like ridiculous, like, patent speech mm-hmm. or some bullshit and like loudly and you know, all this. And I'm pretty sure there's like swelling music behind it, but and it's just all like, these incorrect facts, yeah, exactly. It's just him being dumb, like, him not, mm-hmm. not knowing that there had been a war since World War II, yeah, which was th- that was his speech to convince Jack to go into the army was a speech that Jack literally corrected him on about yeah. how wrong he is, and he still convinces him. Right. He's like, when's the last time there's been a war? Like, World War II? 50 years ago or whatever? And he's like, no. Like, <laughs> Vietnam, the Korean War, Desert Storm. He literally mentions the conflict that is, like, the most recent and, like, dangerous <laughs> to them specifically. Oh, yeah. And still he goes along with the plan because he's like, what about, like, the money for our store? Yeah. And it's like this dumbass store idea that's like going into business with bones is just bad. So it's like it's it's. I feel like going into business with either of them true. would be bad. I just mean like him being like the 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 leader of it, the one who's like driving it. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, that's gonna be a, a a tire fire of a store whenever it does open. Back to that mess hall scene. So he's up. He's giving this dumbass speech in front of all these soldiers, and they're like yelling. At him, like there's guys who are just like in the background, are like yeah, something, something. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't quite make out what they were saying. Like I could, I could hear them, but yeah. I wasn't sure what they were referencing. It seemed like it was just random ADR that they threw in the background, because <laughs> it was like I couldn't tell if the crowd was like agreeing with him or if they were telling him to sit down and stop talking. Because yeah. like that would have been funny if like he's giving the speech and the whole crowd's like shut up, sit down, nobody cares. Yeah. But it sounded like guys going like yeah, yeah, and it's like really. This whole base is that dumb that they get roused by this yeah. dumbass speech. He, it, they, they were definitely roused by the like first big part where he steps up on the table. Yeah, and he says some stupid thing that he makes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a bunch of people cheer. Yeah, I, I feel like it started dying down after that. It, it wasn't as prominent as it should have been to like make it the joke. Mm-hmm. But it really just like this movie and all of his movies and his entire persona, what it doesn't seem to understand, or at least what it just like w- refused to understand was that like the only way this dude is funny is if everyone fully hates him. Mm-hmm. And in a scene like that with people like cheering along with his dumb speech, all of a sudden it's like, movie, do you 
think he's cool? Yeah. Because you, you shouldn't. The whole point should be that he's horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. there's it's not an appealing thing of like, come watch him go over and over again. Yeah. Like, isn't that fun? Like, no, no. not at all. <laughs> and so that that really like played with my head. Like, does this is this movie trying to convince us that like other people are gonna try to be like him to be cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Like in the movie, you know what I mean? Like people are like, oh, you know what? The bones way is the right way. Like, no, no. not at all. Like the Rasta guys in black sheep. No, <laughs> do not do it. Oh. Since, you know, whatever, we're talking about the Libyan portion of the movie, because there's a mm-hmm. whole bit where they literally go in circles in the desert, and that's pointless. Mm-hmm. I did write a note and Bones and Jack heroically strand everyone in the desert Yep, by having an argument and ruining the truck. Yep. So, the, yeah, there's that whole sequence. There's a mirage sequence because, of course, there is. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Dick gets naked. <clears throat> yeah, Andy Dick gets naked. If you needed any more reason <clears throat> to not watch this yeah. movie. Um, and then there's the, the snake the fighting snake yeah he mm-hmm. he shoots at the snake and then he beats it to death with his gun and then they mm-hmm. eat it mm-hmm. um which had one of my favorite lines in it and not in like a serious way of like really thinking it's a great line but you know they're they're cooking the snake on the little spit mm-hmm. and uh Fred says something about like wanting some of it like oh yeah is there gonna be any is, is it almost ready yet you know whatever mm-hmm. whatever the fuck he says uh and then Andy Dick replies with Used to be afraid of scorpions. Now he's eating snake. And I just wrote, what an arc. Yeah. <laughs> like, how compelling. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's just like they, they do that. And then there's a scene later, right towards the end, uh, when they're, when they have to like finish this mission mm-hmm. and all that shit, where Polly Shore just tells everyone what their arc of the movie has been <laughs> yeah. before they go on their mission. It's just like, Fred, you used to be scared of everything, and now you're totally not. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And Jack, I don't even know what the fuck Jack did. Jack didn't do anything the whole movie. I wrote no. I wrote once in here, I wrote, and Jack was there. <laughs> Bones said that he's a screw-up. Oh. like That was it? Like, yeah. And <laughs> okay. you're still a screw-up, but if you do this, you'll have a story oh, yeah, to tell I, your screw-up grandchildren. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, and then Christine, he's like, you wanted to be in battle? Well, fucking here you are. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, is everyone clear about where their arcs are going? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> there were two immediate instances, <laughs> like one right after the other, that I was just like, I was hoping against hope that the movie would just leave it be. Just it's <laughs> like, okay, you're in the Middle East. Uh, your characters are interacting with Middle Eastern people. Mm-hmm. Just please don't do what you're gonna do. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and then immediately after they get out of the out of the the prison or whatever, and now they're like traveling through the desert or something. They meet up mm-hmm. with a bunch of like Libyan people or whatever. Yeah, they're trying to get to the drop zone or whatever. Yeah, and Bones says something along the lines of like, "Oh, this is way better. We're not getting tortured by Bagabadouche." Yeah. And I was just like, "Oh man, come on! You're just making up silly Middle Eastern sounding words like yep. to to talk about them." I was like, "Okay, whatever." And then they're buying the camel. They're trading the van, or the van or the truck or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they have for the camel, um, which is the best. The camel is the highlight of the movie. There was a <laughs> review that I read. I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes scores for it, mm-hmm. and there's a review that was like, "The one good performance in the movie is from a camel." Yeah. And it's true. The camel is fantastic. I wrote a few good notes about the camel. We'll we'll use the camel to launch into good things about this movie. Okay. Um. So they're buying this camel, 
and essentially he's just like bartering and uh i wrote see they use their crazy boy sales tactics to help them later because he's like why would i give you this truck for a camel because i'm a crazy boy Mm -hmm. and i was like see it comes back it all makes sense it's a good movie (laughs) you know like it's just so like just jam that in there so that opening sequence doesn't seem so fucking ridiculous it's like it still does um but his, his like sales pitch to the guys about why the the truck would be so great is that you can play your abuda buda buda music and mm-hmm. i was like too oh my god like it shouldn't be surprising but it's still it just it it's disappointing it it is like i'm not overly sensitive to these sorts of things you know what i mean it's not mm-hmm. like something where it's like i'm gonna clutch my pearls about it but it's like going back and watching a movie from this long ago now mm-hmm. and just seeing how fucking far down like yeah it's a horrible movie anyway yeah you know what i mean it's not like people in the 90s were like did you fucking see in the <laughs> army now is the best movie of that year like people thought it sucked back then too <laughs> the problem is is that the reasons that they thought it sucked had nothing to do with how racist and homophobic and misogynistic it is you know what i mean and transphobic yeah exactly it's like okay it had all those terrible things in it, but that's not why you didn't like it. You didn't like mm-hmm. it because he wasn't Weasley enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could give a fuck about the Buddha Buddha music line. You know yeah. what I mean? It's fucking ridiculous. Um, so the whole thing at the end there, it's like they're they're just trying to get back to the base. They got lost in the desert, and now they finally like have contact mm-hmm. with someone, and they're like, okay, well, you guys actually need to like pull off the mission yeah you're the only team nearby that can do it yeah it's like you're the only ones with the stuff to be able to actually do it Mm -hmm. um so it's like all right so they have to they have to use the laser to aim it at the base so that the airstrike can come in and blow it up right so i'm not even going to get into well i mean i am i'm about to talk about it but like (laughs) the like the logistics of that army plan you Mm -hmm. know like I, i don't i don't understand it at all it seemed like they contradicted themselves where they were like, you just have to paint it with the laser and then you can be miles away. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. And then they get there and they aim the laser at it. And he's like, you have to hold that laser there for seven minutes until the base is destroyed. Like you said I could be miles away. Yeah. Did you assume I was going to aim the laser from miles away? Yeah. <laughs> like that seems uh, You shouldn't assume inaccurate. anything. Yeah, from- that's, that's exactly. He knows bones too the Mm -hmm. guy who's leading the mission was his first sergeant yeah so it's like he understands what a dipshit this guy is and he's trusting him to do this yeah and it was it's just like nobody learns nobody ever (laughs) like heeds the warning that is bones's life like do not trust this person ever everyone trusts him and it's the wrong choice um so then they start getting shot at by Libyans. They pull the laser off of the base. Oh, Fred, like, gets, like... Yeah, he gets, like, shot, shot at Ricochet, something, yeah. whatever. Something not dangerous, mm-hmm. but it spooks him. And he yeah. drops it, and it aims at Bones, and then they aim it somewhere else, and then it start, it, the bombs drop, and they completely miss the base. Yeah, it's just aimed, at, like, off in the desert. Yeah, and then, so the, like, chemical warhead thing is, like, starting to go, and they're like, hey, we need a backup... Uh, airstrike and they're like oh the backup will be there in three minutes which i was like the first strike took seven yeah (laughs) and and he said and he said that the the backups were being rerouted so it's like they weren't on route they were going somewhere else so it's like so it takes seven minutes to get the first strike but the backup strike is right over there (laughs) like why (laughs) why weren't they the first strike so now they have to they have to blow it up themselves 
Yeah. Um, and it's it's obviously going to be impossible to perfectly separate good and bad yeah. at the end here. Um, so I'll say at the very least that very end where he where he like he blows it up with the rocket mm-hmm. and they save the day. The one good thing about it, it's like the one good payoff gag in my opinion. Where we're at the beginning of basic training, he's got the rocket launcher and he's got it aimed backwards. So it's like, so you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and then they, she turns it around for him and it's like, this is the right direction. So you know it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. But well, she it, points to the picture. So you, yeah, this is this, for privates like you. So you know that that like has to happen essentially. Mm-hmm. And it, for some reason, at least for me, it still works firing it backwards like especially just because he's so jazzed about it like he's like oh i forget what he says but he yells like some like catchphrase like oh yeah and hits the button it just shoots out backwards and blows up and the shot of it blowing up i was almost certain was a was just the first explosion from the bombing sequence earlier (laughs) it looked like the exact same shot and then they just (laughs) took the first and then cut like oh that's all (laughs) see totally different explosion um i also wrote a note about that moment and it was just that I rolled my eyes at it. Oh, the backwards. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Some reason though, I always smile at it. I did. I will say though, I a uh, little bit earlier before that, I expected once they once they ditched the camel, I mm-hmm. expected the camel to get hit by one of the dune buggy things. <laughs> like, cause they're just showing the camel running. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just like and- hey, he's just hoofing it yeah and then yeah. they're showing the dune buggies and i'm like oh so there's gonna be like an accident with the camel like okay i think it was supposed to be that the camel was following gotcha i think that's what was going on it's like they're going super fast so the camel has to have take time to catch up to them gotcha and then he comes back and he saves the day by hitting yeah. that libyan guy and then standing on him yeah <laughs> which so I, I-, I wrote uh <laughs> action rescue camel <laughs> okay like, which that was a that was a uh an action figure you could buy. <laughs> the action rescue camel from uh, in the army now. Yeah. One bit of, of Pauly Shore being a douchebag that I felt like worked, uh, especially because it's it's just so honest, <laughs> was <laughs> when he's trying to figure out how to use the rocket launcher at the end. Yeah. And he's like reading the things. And the first sergeant is like, it's like, Private, what are you doing? And he just picks it up and just goes, shut up. <laughs> he's like what did you say he's like shut up i'm not good with directions like <laughs> that's actually a really good yeah like, I, I'm, I'm trying to save us here yeah just Please. i'm bad with directions so that was great <laughs> and i realized it, it somewhat contradicted a line earlier in the movie that i wrote down where uh when he gets the note that gabriella dumped him mm-hmm. and everyone's all like oh bones we're so sorry and he says fortunately i'm too shallow to stay bummed for too long <laughs> and i was like that's the most honest thing he says in this whole movie yep like he's finally a little bit like self-conscious of himself yeah. about like oh wow well oh, at least i'll be okay because <laughs> i don't care about anyone or anything yeah <laughs> oh also uh i wrote down paulie shore cinematic universe because when brendan fraser shows up in the lunch hall scene very briefly did you notice that no yeah brendan fraser he's the first guy who comes up to them when they're sitting at the at the table and he's like don't eat the chicken it tastes like frog and he takes it from them oh that's brendan fraser <laughs> oh, um, didn't and, even realize and it. his name tag says link which is the name they gave him as a, a caveman okay. in encino man <laughs> okay. brendan fraser's character when he's a caveman they call him link because he's the missing link mm-hmm. so then in son-in-law there's a college student named Link, played by Brendan Fraser. And then <laughs> in this movie, he's in the army. So it's like, all oh, the movies are connected, man. All these people. It's the fucking Polly Shore cinematic universe. 
Oh. Does that mean that there's three Polly Shores? Yeah. What a horrible universe. <laughs> what a nightmare of a universe. <laughs> I, I did not relate to a character more than when Christine leans over to Bones and says, I'm going to have to kill your friend about Andy Dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he fucking immediately sits down and is like, hey, lady, I'm going to put my Andy Dick charm on you, which yeah. is, oh, my God. Uh, and yeah, and she just immediately turns to Bones and says, I'm going to have to kill your friend. And I'm like, do not. It. Yeah, I get it. Don't totally blame cool. you. Totally yeah. cool. Why did the camel come home? Dude, I did. I. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was, I mean, my actual note was what the fuck with the camel coming home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it a very similar note. Mine was love that the camel gets his due. Uh huh. But how could they possibly just take it home? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way they would there's... be allowed to keep that camel. No. Like, not even in a sense of, like, okay, we're going to go off base. We're going to take the camel. We're going to put him somewhere where he'll be, like, held for us. Mm-hmm. And then once we are out of the military, we will just go back and get the camel or arrange for someone to yeah. have him sent to us. Like, no. Yeah, I that, just don't understand how it could possibly very happen. Highly unlikely for a private citizen, even yeah. if you are a member of the armed forces. Yeah, they like, don't get exclusive camel rights. Yeah, there's no, there's no yeah. way to like. It's not like they can go and like you know befriend a gorilla and then <laughs> be like that gorilla is mine now. Yeah, he's my buddy. He helped. Yeah, like no. Where are they keeping this camel? Does it live at the store? Since now it's a camel themed store. Yeah, it's <laughs> because now they like, have a camel. Yeah. But yeah, it seems Sahara like Sahara stereo. All these questions. And that's just like how the movie leaves you. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and they have a camel. Yeah. It's like <laughs> have their store and they have their camel. Yeah. Yeah, just like wait Happy a minute. ending. Like, no. <laughs> so many questions. What? I thought it was particularly shitty the way that everybody, like including Christine played with freddy's fears of stuff i agree like oh we're gonna plant something in his bunk since he's deathly horrified of scorpions like i get that fucking in like the military there's gonna be hazing and if you can't take it blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. but you guys are friends like you yeah. know this should be the scenario where you're not getting bullied is because yeah. you're with the people that like like you and you like as well yeah and they're still like ah let's fuck with them and then later it's like camp yeah and then fucking later the classic yelling at someone to fix all their chronic fears method of therapy Uh when he literally bones just like stands up and like slaps him and is just like you shouldn't be afraid of things it's dumb to be afraid so just stop and then he's like Thank you. I needed that. Like, fuck you, movie. Yeah. <laughs> what the That's fuck not was that? how that works. That was ridiculous. Like, oh my God. Movie. Every, everything that this movie thinks about the world is horrible. <laughs> like, this movie is yeah. that, like, racist guy down the street <laughs> that you don't, <laughs> that you avoid and you don't talk to. And yeah. it's like, you know, he's just set in his ways from back when. And it's like, his ways suck. Yeah. And nobody should talk to him. Just like nobody should fucking watch this movie. Yes. <laughs> That's really the long and short of it. That's going to have to wrap it up for this. I, yeah. I, I could complain about Pauly Shore for like four hours, so we're just going to have to. Yeah, we just I'm giving to, myself we, the wrap-up signal. We got to cut it here. We're done. So uh, that's going to be it for uh, Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. 